short and sweet which we say every week mm-hmm. and then we are not successful yes. at all we'll do it this time we will do it this time but which is it's kind of sad because um our subject of the day deserve a full episode mm. and and more uh so i will bring us in uh we're kind of already in yeah hey tour guide tell all listeners hello everyone it's candid and Dan, yeah, I mean they they figured Dan. that out. No one else. We stopped that. All right, right. We were spe- we were specifically told not oh, to do good. that ever again. All right, to cut it. Dan, I asked if we could chat just a little bit about one of my favorite characters in not DC history, American history. Wow, Doctor Mary. I mean, all history. Okay. Yeah, she's like just she's a badass. Can I say that yeah. on the air? Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's just, she see, like, she's one of my, I would like to have her join a dinner party guest. Wait, just to clarify, who is this? Because I think I talked over you. Uh, <laughs> when you-, you might have. Dr. Mary Edwards Walker. She was a social reformer. She was big on not having to wear corsets and dresses and girl same. She was a prohibitionist, not my style, but you do you. And she she was very she was just very progressive mm-hmm. for the early to mid 1800s, 19th century America, which is when she um was <laughs> when she existed. What uh so do you talk what do you know about her? I honestly don't know much. Um that's oh, why okay. that's why I came to this talk. I I knew basically everything you just said that she is very important to sort of a new idea of womanhood. Um, in in the 19th century, but aside from that, I just came to hear you. You just came to hear me. I like that. I also, it just it is you. It's just you and me. So if you were if you weren't here, I would just be talking to a microphone, which which I have done, <laughs> which I have done before. Uh, so so where is she from? <laughs> well, she is from she is from New York. Mm-hmm. She was born in 1832, and she had mother, father, a brother, and four sisters or five sisters. No, there's five girls, so she must have had four sisters. That was uh, the farming family. Okay. I was about to ask: Is this a well-to-do family or kind of? Yeah, yes. But what I love most about her family is so her progressiveness did not start with her; right. it started with her parents. Oh. So her parents were very like, so they wanted all five of their girls educated. They started a free school. Um, so the elementary education for their daughters were at were at their school. But the father did household chores. The mother did heavy labor on the farm. The household chores were kind of split evenly between the family, regardless of their gender. Mm-hmm. And like, this is in the 1830s. And, New York, but still, it's, it's not like New York City. I think Oswego. Yeah. Now you say it. So, uh, yeah. So it, her pro, her progressive values were something she was raised with. So props to her parents. And that's early. 1830s is, I mean, right? early for, for even thinking that. Yeah. Alva and Vesta Walker. 
Good job. Good job, parents. Mm -hmm. Her mother was kind of also passed down this corsets and heavy skirts were not healthy. They were restrictive, just in general, but more or less for farm labor, Mm -hmm. which would continue in in Mary's life. She has this great quote because she was she was all about the pants for her her entire life. And someone brought it like, oh, you know, why do you wear men's clothing? And she said, I don't wear men's clothing. I wear my own clothing. <laughs> and I was just, yes. These belong to me, a woman, yeah. therefore. Right. They're just, they're, they're just, just clothes. clothes. Yeah. She, uh, she, so she, um, I'm trying to like stay in her timeline, mm. but I, I have like little snippets of fun facts throughout her life. She would eventually, she goes to seminary school, which isn't what we think of as, like, it's not the religious theological seminary. It's, it's run, run by seminary? Women, women's education. Okay. Um, but then she would go to medical school. So she graduated in 1855 from Syracuse Medical College. She is not the first woman to receive a medical degree. But she, it's only like five or six years after the first woman. So she's still very early in um, female physicianhood. She meets her husband at this time. She is, or she's going to get married. He's a, a fellow medical student named Albert Miller. Notice Dr. Mary Edwards Walker. Her parents are Vesta and Alva Walker. Mm-hmm. She marries Dr. Miller. She does not change her name. Wow. She keeps. She keeps her maiden name. I, so I don't know. Do you know anything about that time period? Like, was that ever done? Was this? I mean, my I I can't think of any other example <laughs> of, of keeping your maiden name. Yeah. I mean, that's something that's like I feel like that's a thing that's only just now okay. in twenty twenty three becoming. Or I mean, I changed my name, but of all my friends, I think I'm one of I'm one of few people. Mm-hmm. Who changed my name? I feel like, yeah, I feel like 1800, you kept your, or you changed your name. But she also refused to obey in her vows, (laughs) which, good. And she wore, she wore pants. She had a skirt on too during her wedding, her her wedding ceremony, but she also had trousers on. That is awesome. I know, right? (laughs) So cool. This woman is amazing. Uh, And I'm glad that she didn't obey him. He would eventually uh, be unfaithful Mm. and they would get they would get divorced so boo dr miller Mm. so war starts 1861 her and dr miller had a medical practice in rome new york not italy not successful because women or people don't trust a female physician Mm. so 1861 you know the battle of bull run slash manassas whoever you're talking to and she's like surely the american government won't mind that i'm a woman so she comes down to Washington, D.C. because she wants to assist in the war effort as a surgeon, which is her trade, her skill. And they're like, yeah, no, we, we, you're a, you are a woman, so we're not going to do that. They tell her that she can volunteer, so that's unpaid, as a nurse. And uh, so she goes to the Patent Office Hospital, um, which is in downtown D.C., and the doctor there, he's been on call like 24-7, could not care less what her gender is. She, she's, she's good. I need help. He off, right? He's like, please, do you know what you want to be here? And you know what you're Great. doing? Go for it. Go for it. 
I have not been able to discover this man's name. It's probably an anecdote that may or may not be true, but I like it is that he offered her half of his salary uh, and she declined. She wants, she wants to do this right. Wow. So she is volunteering her services and she proves that she is capable and willing and knowledgeable and skilled. And the civil war is lasting far longer than they were expecting it to. And she is finally commissioned as an assistant surgeon. Oh, wrong word. Not commissioned. She is finally invited to uh, work as an assistant surgeon for the 52nd Ohio. And she goes out to Tennessee because they are with the Army of Cumberland. Mm-hmm. That's a that's an army, right? That's an army. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, that's an army. Uh, so she's she's with them, right? And I always tell, like, when I'm telling guests her story on our Georgetown tour, which is when I talk about her most, like, here's a woman, and she is going to the front lines to work as an assistant surgeon. And whenever I say woman and American Civil War. People picture like big hoop skirts, yes. petticoats. Yep. Like, can you can you imagine doing surgery oh in that? Gosh. No, that would be so hard, right? So she's like never been a big fan of dresses, and she just completely gets rid of them. So there was something in the 1860s, kind of called the Reform Dress Movement, where women would wear pants underneath, like short skirts. I think I've seen it. Like I don't. Yeah, I think I've I seen don't that see the in, purpose of that. I, well, I, I I remember a picture that sort of reminds me of that of a woman around that time, like riding a bicycle, and that was sort of the, yeah. the outfit they had because women couldn't ride bicycles with skirts at all. Right. Um, so, yeah. so I think Still, I think it was okay. that that sort of short skirt, but some sort of pantaloons underneath that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So she she had been wearing that for for most of her life and career, but this she's just like screw this. The skirt is even the mini skirt. Um, over my pants is getting in the way. So she has this tendency to wear like slacks. She wore um, a, a surgeon's tunic. She wore a bow tie and a top hat. <laughs> this is illegal. Not just frowned upon. It is illegal. She is arrested no less than three times during her adulthood for quote unquote impersonating a man. Oh, Lord. So, right? She is this surgeon, female, in pants, on the front lines, but she goes above and beyond. She is not just treating U.S. soldiers. She is treating Confederate soldiers. She is going across the enemy lines and treating the civilians, regardless of who they support. Anyone who who needs medical attention, she is there. And she's doing this for a couple months. Yeah, and and theoretically, that's how it's supposed to work, but often does not. It doesn't. It doesn't. She has this, this... the story where she's like, look, I did this, men were afraid to do it. It's like I did something the men wouldn't even weren't even willing to do because they were afraid to cross over the front lines. And their their fear uh, uh, of capture is justified. And it turns on her because it's a few months after she's joined uh, the 52nd Ohio, she is captured by the Confederacy. She is imprisoned in Castle Thunder, which was a horrible place. Fleas, lice, n- no light, no fresh air, um, no good food or, or food at all. Yeah, no, no Geneva Convention in the Civil War. No, the, the wor- not at the all. The worst of the worst, yeah. 
so she uh the 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 rationale between but behind uh her uh, being captured by the enemy is they they thought that surely any any woman who was wearing pants was trying to deceive them so she must have been a spy ah yes so this is a really common unverified rumor about dr walker that she was a u.s spy and that when she crossed over the enemy lines to treat the civilians she was gathering intelligence she never confirmed nor deny there is no proof of this whatsoever so she either wasn't a spy or she was a really good one the thing the latter <laughs> she would be captain castle thunder um where she loses lots of weight she has suffers mental health issues she loses uh part of like um her eyesight, uh, so she can't see clearly when she is released. She is traded for a Confederate major. And she would go on to say, like, she, this proves my worth. Like, if you traded me for a Confederate major, wow. I am I'm worthy. I'm cool. I'm that rank of, of, <laughs> of, of major. She continues to work. War finally ends. And what she decides to do is she's trying to get a pension. She wants the government to pay her after the war a little bit a month for her service, but also because she, her, her, she suffered with this eyesight problem that she received while being a prisoner of war. And now she cannot, um, she can't practice. She can't have a medical practice with her diminished eyesight. So she oddly wants to be treated like every other veteran. So she oddly wanted to be treated like like every everyone else. Uh, so, but here's the issue. This is kind of goes back to my self-correction of terminology earlier. Because she was a civilian contractor oh. and she wasn't officially commissioned, that caused some issues with her pension mm. paperwork. So she exactly. This is something I would, this is something I have done when I, when I have issues, you just, you just go to the top. And so she just contacted president Johnson <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, how about giving me a retroactive commission? We'll solve all problems. And he will end up talking to secretary of war, Edwin Stanton. And they're trying to figure out the legality of this, not the retroactive commission. Mm. That's a thing, but she's a woman. Mm. And there is no precedent for commissioning a woman. So instead, then is like, okay, how about a medal of honor? Mm-hmm. Does that work? Uh, money doesn't come with this, but she has earned, is awarded the medal of honor, which is the highest medal you can receive in the American military. It started, it started during the American Civil mm-hmm. War. Um, but because this is a, uh, at this time in the 1860s and, and forward, uh, there's not a lot of rules around it. Mm. And the rules kind of change every year. And and it's interesting. Technically, she was not eligible to receive the Medal of Honor because she wasn't commissioned. Mm-hmm. So she, it's like if he could give her the Medal of Honor, even though she wasn't commissioned, he could have also just given her a pension. Yeah. But no, but, you know, it's like a whole big circle yeah. and nobody seem to realize any of this bureaucracy right? Yay! all of the red tape and paperwork mm. 
But she, she, you know, Medal of Honor. She is the first woman uh, to have received the Medal of Honor. When you are in the Medal of Honor, it's like an actual physical medal Mm -hmm. that you can wear. uh, And your name is kind of like on the record for this. Let's fast forward a little bit regarding her Medal of Honor story. So it's 1916, 1917. And the American military and government are like, let's let's put some rules behind this Medal of Honor. Let's make this a little bit more official and uniform and organized. And they split it between Army and Navy. And so they're going through the Army rules of Medal of Honors that have been awarded since the American Civil War up until that time, 1917. And they're looking at it and they decide to revoke 911 of them. For, you know, these people were not eligible. These people really do not deserve this highest medal. They revoke those 900. Uh, that includes Buffalo Bill Cody, who is just, most people recognize. So I thought that was interesting. And Dr. Mary Edwards Walker. So they're saying, like, the, the rationale is she wasn't eligible because she wasn't commissioned, right? I mean, and fair. Is the rule right? Yeah, yeah. Except, except there are other civilian contracted doctors who had been awarded the Medal of Honor and were not eligible for it under this rule that did not have them revoked. Mm. So her revocation was because she was a woman. I say this, I'm like confident mm. in this assumption. So uh they take her, they take it away. They can't take it physically. Like, right. they don't come to their house and, like, <laughs> grab it off of her. And she's allowed to keep it because somebody else sues. And the court's like, okay, you know, they can't actually take the physical medal back, but your name is off the record. So she keeps her actual physical medal. The last photograph of Dr. Walker, taken in 1919, she is wearing a uh, her Medal of Honor and a bow tie. Uh, she is going to die uh, shortly after, sadly. Uh, when she is buried, she is buried uh, in a suit, which is which is something um, um, I appreciate about her and her long life of dresses suck, um, <laughs> which same. So in the 1970s, her family descendants kind of petitioned the government and they're like, hey, you know what? You took her Medal of Honor away. You took her name off the record. Not because she didn't earn it. She went across the enemy lines that that men did not want to do. We're not brave enough to do this. And she suffered through Castle Thunder and she's dedicated her life. She worked for um, getting pensions for American Civil War nurses after the war. Like, you know, she she deserved Mm -hmm. that. And they said, you know what? You're right. Her name is back on the record. Dr. Mary Edwards Walker is the first, and so far, as of January 2023, only woman to have ever earned the Medal of Honor. Wow. Yeah. And so that's kind of a short snippet. Mm-hmm. Of her entire life. Of her of her entire life. <laughs> Holy should have a movie made about her. But uh, in terming some of my uh, details, I just realized you know how a couple years ago they're like, you know what we ought to do is not name all of these uh, military forts and bases after Confederate people, mm. and that was decided that yeah, good good <laughs> idea. Yes. 
they're renaming Fort AP Hill, which I drive through in Virginia. Well, not, I don't drive through the fort. Pass, <laughs> drive past. They're renaming it Fort Walker oh, nice. after her. I don't think yeah. That. So yeah. if you are familiar with Fort AP Hill uh, in Virginia, it is. I don't think it's official yet. Soon. Um, soon. Soon in radical standards. Yeah, ten years, yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> It will be uh, it will be Fort Walker after Doctor Mary Edwards Walker. Nice, right? I like that. Yeah. So, cool woman, great story. Would be awesome at a dinner party. Mm. And I love her mentality towards women's just rights yeah. to wear pants to vote. She did die like a year before no. women earned the right to vote, which sucked. She actually she um. She did try to register to vote. And they were like, I mean, no, you're a woman. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. Women have the right to vote. The government just needs to put it into legislation. And I was like, yes, you are you are correct I mean, in this, madam. That's what the founding fathers said. You know, we, we have these rights anyway. The government doesn't grant them to us. So woman, woman beyond her time. I would love to know more about her mom and dad, but I don't, I don't. So, so what's the connection to Georgetown? Cause you say you bring. Oh, good, good point. So there is a, God, I think they're making luxury condos now. Yes. Were apartments, colonial apartments over at 30th and the end mm -hmm. uh, that had been built as a, a seminary school. Uh, Miss Lily English's seminary school for girls. And during the American Civil War, it was turned into a hospital uh, for U.S. soldiers. And there is the theory that she worked at Seminary Hospital um, on occasion. Mm. So, close enough. you know, she comes close enough. She can't, Yeah. So she she comes down to D.C. Uh, in 1861 and she's kind of kind of like um, a roaming, mm. <laughs> a, a roaming, roaming surgeon, patrol yeah. of nurse slash surgeon uh and you know people you didn't have to get like um what's it called when you get uh permission to work at a hospital um uh, I, I watch enough grades yeah 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 it's like she needs she doesn't have to get privileges she shows up she's like hey i know what i'm doing so the assumption is that she spent some time at seminary hospital i don't know where that assumption comes from hmm. i don't know the written record to prove this because I don't want it not to be true. Yeah. I haven't done enough well, research into it. Was, but enough people say yeah. it. Well. And if she was at Manassas, like everyone flees Manassas and basically goes to convert. Um, yes. So she was not at. Manassas. Oh, she comes down. It was after. She comes down after the first battle. And she's like, okay, y'all need help. Yeah. And she comes down after that. But even then, if, um, it was, but, if it was shortly after, I mean, most of those wounded were at yeah. Seminary Hospital. Yeah. Right. So that is why I bring her into the Georgetown tour. I I mean, I I bring her into a lot of my tours. <laughs> I do that too. Whatever tenuous connection, if I want to tell a story, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll tell that story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mary Edwards Walker, Robert, uh, Todd Lincoln show up somehow Everywhere. in every tour. Every tour that I get. <laughs> but yeah, if our listeners are interested more in learning about um, Dr. Walker and you are local, the Women's Military Museum at Arlington National Cemetery often has a little exhibit about her. Uh, she is featured in a chapter in my book. Shit, which book is it? 
Well, I think it's Wild Women of Washington, or Wicked Georgetown. I'm not sure. That's what happens when you write so many good books? So many uh, books. Uh, it's it's Wild Women of Washington. There's a chapter called Mary, Mary, Quite Contrary. It's all about women named Mary who are awesome. So she's she's in. That's a great chapter name, by the way. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. Well, it was just hilarious how many how many Marys <laughs> in Washington D.C. history uh, I wanted to talk about. So I just put them all in a chapter nice. together. But there will be some other uh, resources in the show notes that I like. Uh, and one day there should be a movie made about her. If there's any uh, screenwriters, movie producers who are listening mm. to Dork I Tell All, uh, get on that, please. So that was the story of Dr. Mary Edwards Walker. Yay! I liked it. Thank you. Thank I did, you. I, I did know she was the Medal of Honor recipients at the beginning but i figured that that's where you wanted to go with this so i didn't want to give anything away but oh, that that's about true. all i knew i didn't know too much honestly i think that's that is kind of like her her bullet yeah. point yeah, yeah you know why why is she his, why should we talk about her and her bullet point is first woman and only so far i really hope that i can correct that in the near future and stop mm. saying she's the only woman to have earned the medal of honor mm. but we'll see all right. Well, Becca and Rebecca will be back next week with. Ooh, is it some? No. No, we did something. Uh, I should have looked at this guy. I know. We do this every time. We're like, <laughs> they'll be back to talk about, and then we can't remember what they're talking about. Uh, mm, it was. But it'll be great. Whatever they're So talking about. funny that they talked about Sumner the week that they did, seeing as Sumner's oh. story appeared quite frequently in the news and on Twitter after the McCarthy votes. Um, so good job because we we plan our topic months, yes months in advance months. <laughs> uh, except for you and me yeah. <laughs> we do ours a week at a time uh <laughs> so thanks dan for listening thanks for educating me candon uh i will see you in a few weeks and tour guide tell all listeners we will see you next week and then <laughs>